0: This is a public service announcement brought to you by Pfizer and Vitali Meditation and did you meditate today and Nike? Let's go! Yeah, we're gonna do a podcast You should really listen to it, eh? If you're into meditation, levitation Even if you're on probation, yeah Yeah, we're going to do a podcast. You should really listen to it. eh? And we're going to dive so deep. Deep. Tune in. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Are we going
1: to talk about emotions at all?
0: we can like for since 10 seconds, I start to feel a bit of a, a negative anxiety. feeling in the belly. No, not okay. so much anxiety. It's more of a sadness, I think.
1: Well, Br- <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're welcome. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. To... I, I like mm. maybe to, to kind of make it more general so to, that we don't stick to this topic, but this, um... mm. I feel like this kind. I don't know if you're judging because there's a lot of room for interpretation in what you're saying. When you say, "Okay, they're they're spreading anxiety and so on," it's like this typical narration of someone who's saying, "Okay, the top one percent who are leading the world and so on, evil corporations," and you know, since since I had this. Uh, enlightenment experience a few years ago and i saw that absolutely everyone is innocent and everything is coming from one source i kind of i'm kind of more sensitive to to those discussions because somewhere in the back of my mind i know that even the people who are kind of directing this or just in general doing things like this that seem kind of evil they are actually not Either it's because of lower consciousness and they don't really know what they're doing, which we all have in certain areas of our life, or it's just the situation, putting pressure on them to do this or survival. Um, we are all sometimes manipulating things for our survival. So I think that a certain part of me, when whenever the discussion about those things comes up and it, Kind of deepens. I think that some part of me feels sad because some part of me knows that even those people are innocent.
1: But... I agree with you. That's that's like a hundred percent aligns with how I feel about it too. Mm. Yes, yeah, but but that's why when I talk about it, I don't like get too emotional about it. I just see it like as it is, like what is happening, and like if, like you said, there's decisions that are being made because of lower energies. Like lower consciousness of of a situation, and yeah. that's fine too because that's that's the process of life that we're going through right now, and but ultimately, everyone comes from that. And like you said, innocence. It's just it's just human words that we use for what that feels like, that energy, of like everything mm. and nothingness of like love and like love innocence is very similar, kind of. It's saying it's pure. just. Yeah, that pure again, like even purity is a human word that we're trying to express in words what that actually is, you know? And we like grow and we learn and meditate and do all those things to and we come to those closer to those feelings. And then our bodies, like our mouth, like to explain what that feels. You know, and Mm -hmm. we say purity, we say love, like innocent. It's really interesting
0: how kind of through talking about this now. And you got because... hungry, yeah. But <laughs> I said before to you, backfired on me. Uh... Um, eating a banana. Mm. Yeah, let me just chew it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so is this Put a, traumatic... a commercial in.
1: Uh, brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> uh, and is this a is this a traumatic a traumatic talk? And so you're trying to eat a banana right now. i'm your i'm I'm your therapist right now you're trying you're trying to subdue and your anxiety with a banana
0: i was thinking if the if the sadness is coming from the conversation or maybe because i'm hungry just maybe low in sugar because actually today was a strange day i ate only like two mandarins or three one banana, banana before we talked, and this one. Really uncommon for me. But that's how I felt today. So I, I'm kind of uh, low, low energy. lower on energy intake today. But that's I feel great. kind of feel fine, but I just noticed it a bit.
1: And it's good to be hungry. I like that feeling. I think you disappeared. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? You probably can hear me, but I can't hear you. Can oh, you hear me are you now? there? Yes, I can hear you.
0: Yeah, because I put the screen log in. Uh. And then it doesn't seem to pick up on the mic. Um, yeah, just, just this um, like uh, skipping from or connecting innocence to love. And then me saying it's pure. And when I say, when I think of pure, you said it's like words. But pureness is something like, like a white sheet. don't have black dots on it so there is no contrast there's just open whiteness and wideness so actually it also connects to yeah just oneness and and truth and clarity what you gain when you have truth like there's just this connected like there's not too many complex details when you have an epiphany of truth it's just like Easy and simple and one in the best, like in the in the best outcome, it's one doesn't have to be, can also be a bit more, but um yeah, found that interesting how that uh kind of connected in a sense, pureness, openness, truth. It's kind of all like pointing to to yeah. to the same to the same thing from different angles.
1: I agree. I just think also that the ultimate thing that we can experience is uh, we won't be able to fully describe it with one word. That's why we always use many words to describe that. Because it's going to be such a yeah. such a big like internal experience that it's even the word purity that like, was white and blank. Even that is not going to be a full description of how how will how that ultimate experience can
0: feel? Of just are being, you talking like, about it from, from what you hear? You expect it to be like that, or have you experienced this?
1: It's because it sounds semi- like
0: you're talking about uh about death from from some from, from a book you've read from someone, as he describes a near-death experience or something.
1: Like like maybe Sadhguru,
0: you mean? <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh
1: I think it I don't think it totally comes from my experience of how I hear words. Like I always was like this. When it like I just I hear them as just explanations of something very limited. And then and then how I view people like you could describe and how you feel about pure and another person, how they view pure. Is one way, you mm. know? So, but when we talk about oneness, like why is that person's purity feels different and this other guy's purity, he describes it in a different way. So like if you connect the two, then that purity becomes something else that we, we can't even express right now. That's just how I, I see it or view it or ah, Okay, it. So
0: for example, if you talk about purity to someone who works at a water company, Yes, and he has it, never had any spiritual connection. He will think about purity of water, purity of materials
1: yeah it'll um, be his, his own experience, and then another guy, you, mm. because you do spirituality, your purity means whiteness and blank, but even that whiteness and blank, how do we know that ultimate purity is going to be white and blank you know like how do it was how an do we analogy yeah, but that's that's why like we're Whenever we humans talk, it to me it sounds like blah 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 blah. blah, blah. It's like it's like monkey talking. We've we we've come from cavemen who like go like oh hello oh, oh, you know, like food, you know. But now we're like we feel so elaborate because we can describe things. But I see it as like it's super funny to me because it's almost the same way, but we're just describing more in detail. Like a caveman, caveman's probably potentially could have maybe experienced something like of a being of spirituality just as much as maybe we are experiencing right now you know but we can yeah, when, describe when I, had the,
0: when I had the experience that i just talked about it was like i i saw that everyone is able to um become aware of this and even people and that was like one of my first thoughts that came up like even people in in the what is it called the age stone age stone age yeah like even those people can experience this yeah i think and so. then i like... thought like how would they do it like how would they communicate it and maybe like for me the 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 insight was like there is a reason for everything it's all like one flow and maybe they would then take two stones and put them together like domino bricks and try to make them fall and <laughs> yeah, like I, communicated like that, maybe.
1: Yeah, because we all have that that like energy of life within us, and you don't know, like maybe you're like maybe they were walking around as cave as a cave person. You're walking around hunting for food, and all of a sudden, like a tiger jumps and it scares you, and you have this like whoom rush, you know. Um, and maybe that brings you more to like a spiritual like experience. Who knows? Like they they had their mm-hmm. own things in life. Or like the way maybe like they looked in the sky and because there was no like pollution, they could have seen so many stars and like it was like it was crazy they had a full belly and they were just sitting there and like it could have could have happened for them like that mother destructions there's no phone there's nothing that you need to like you just ate your family is fed and you're looking at the stars like this creature human animalistic kind of way and you had that experience because you still have that force of life within you that potentially could experience that and they're not that far away from from us like cavemen
0: yeah it, this this reminds me of like the saying that you can find the kernel of truth in everyone in every in every person's life if they tell you something you can find something there yeah and um like the, a few, few weeks ago, I saw a video, just someone, some YouTuber talking to a homeless guy and asking them if, if he is content. And he said, yeah, of course, because I'm alive. And it sounds a bit like, you know, cheesy and simple, but when you really kind of um, see the depth of it and, and like, of course, that is kind of my depth or my view on it, but just reducing contentment or the condition for being content to the most essential thing, which is just existing in this moment, not existing as a human being in a world on a planet, but just this, like, if you try to snap the finger and just this, you can kind of, if, if, if your consciousness is kind of deep enough for that to sense that this, that there is a certain, feeling of aliveness in the in the existence. In this second, just this second um, that that's kind of interesting. So everyone shares that basis of existence of being alive and I've, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm asking myself if this existence is dependent on being alive in a body. Or is it over when you die? Maybe the sense of existence is always there, even if the body dies, you know?
1: I think so. I just to me, like first of all, I I agree with that. Like but I also think that life is like we I think we over overthink what it comes like, oh I'm a human. That's like that's because that's that's like the ultimate, you know? But just existence itself, any, any little glimpse of even like air space between you is like the ultimate. Like it exists. Like how is this even possible? You know, like I always come back to that. And it amazes me. Like, like did you ever think like that space, like you can put your arm in front of you and there's air. And like that space is also a crazy creation. Like there's nothingness here that's to me as crazy of a creation as our body itself so like that life force is probably everywhere so even if we die it continues whether we like move on to as like just pure consciousness and without a body or whatever it is like we our consciousness our mind like with with every other consciousness and but I kind of, I kind of tend to believe that there is like reincarnations and this, it's like, it feels like an onion. It's like layers. How did like this physical world become, it had to be, even how we work, like we have thoughts and then thoughts, like ideas, whatever we have in our head, like it eventually produces something, some action. So I th- I think the entire life is, is like that. It's some form of energy first and before it's energy like physical energy, it's something more subtle. So like it goes from very subtle things to very like like things that we can like bang on, like very physical, mm-hmm. dense materialize, materialize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like it's like a figure eight, loop of some sort. Like you go in and out of it, of it. I
0: don't know. You no. Know, what's interesting is I'm noticing since we started talking about like pureness too or something, it's going into this spiritual realm and there's a certain i notice some fear talking about those things and i think it's the uh it's because it's so far out there like it's i see i feel kind of a disconnect to that maybe because i'm i had those experiences but yeah i had them it's not like i'm i'm having them now and i'm noticing this change within me that those and i told you before the podcast i'm not so much into those things anymore because i'm noticing how those topics also when i started meditating i idealized them just like everyone else does one day once they have a certain experience in that direction but it's coming from a headspace it's very airy and i'm noticing how i'm slowly going more and more into the body and um just deeper, which feels much more alive, kind of being being in the flesh is is more there's more fullness to it i'm I'm more connected to that currently
1: I think it's a great thing, but it's also i think comes from that we have free will <laughs> and we can experience what we want to experience and what we our experience is based on where our focus is so like anything is literally anything is possible. So, like, our energies create that. So, whatever you focus on, whatever you read, like, watch, what, however you ex- practice meditation, how, how you do it, what you focus on will provide that experience. That's why some people mm-hmm. might have visions of like deities or Jesus comes and like, because they're so in it that they visualize that they focus they meditate on that and they create those visions it those things come to them because and literally anything is possible and if you have no other thoughts and those very meditative moments whatever you kind of believe in it's a combination of what you believe in what you focus on what you accumulated so far that's what technically the... so like people who have like out body experiences i think they've read they watched they believe in that they have faith and they start creating those out-of-body experiences whatever you're experiencing i think is because of how you uh, your approach to life itself and because you anything is possible and what you do what you believe in right now that's what the experience that you will have so you you're connected connect connection to the body it's a beautiful thing because that's like you're you're putting focus on feeling that and that's what's happening Mm. anything is possible You're doing that.
0: Yeah, I would say that it's more of a consequence. Yeah. That I am doing this right now. So so I don't I mean we had that discussion um about free will or not. I will not go into that, but I, I know I know why I'm leaning towards that right now, why I'm evolving into this. For me it's more of a impermanence thing. Um so so to give you an explanation on that, a few years ago, also when I had the enlightenment experience, it was the case that I was suffering deeply and I was very contracted. Like I was totally, yeah, how do you say it? When the muscles are contracted, I am under tension. I'm tense. Yeah, I tense, was really yeah. tense. And what happens then, and I know this now because I'm, kind of I've read about stuff I've experienced stuff is that the tension pushes you out of the body or pushed me out of the body as as consciousness and so people have that that's nothing new like when you're depressed you don't feel your emotions why don't you feel them because the body tenses up from the inside and um, that happened in an extreme way and I think because of that experience over the years, it turns into the opposite because of the impermanence truth, if you want to say so. And so I find myself now being more interested in grounding myself in the body going into the body deeply and identifying with the body. Whereas before I was like, I'm not the body. I'm nothing. I think now I'm going more into the other side of the coin into the fullness of being everything. Um, I thought about that also today, because um, uh, Sadhguru's enlightenment experience when he had that on the mountain, on the mountain, he also experienced himself as being everything. He became the tree, the rock, the whole universe. And like, it's just my theory. But I think that in his case, the experience was because he like since he was twelve, he did yoga until that point, and right.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think he started. Yeah, I, yeah, he had a teacher yeah, I read it so 12. in the book. I think yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And and he was already conscious, uh, consciously evolved, like evolved in his consciousness when he was very young. Um, but then doing yoga, and I think his energy level was so high that he experienced the fullness, and for me, it was kind of the opposite through suffering through tenseness, dissociation and so on. I I became aware of the truth of of this infinite thing, but from the empty side. And I feel like now it's kind of flipping towards the fullness, which feels very good and kind of juicy and, you know, full. Juicy. (laughs) juicy was the the word that comes up yeah
1: uh that's fine, but i yeah I think I think it's just maybe it balances you or like um it's very important to feel grounded, you know to feel in your body, but at mm-hmm. the same time it I think it depends on again what we want, and everyone's experience is different because. Yeah. It's like someone wants to cook. It's their experience. And another person doesn't want to do, deal with any cooking or a kitchen at all. Mm. So I think energy-wise, it's like some people want to feel what it's like being totally in the body and what that feels like. And other people are just their energy, their mind, their whatever, the, just life experience. It pushes them to experience something beyond, not beyond, but outside the body. So they either mm-hmm. meditate for like 12 hours a day or like they seek those experiences. Maybe they do drugs. Like they, it's, it's like an adventure. Life is an adventure and we all are doing different things. And there's some things mm-hmm. that obviously a lot of people will do the same. Like there's a ton of cooks, like there's a Gordon Ramsey and there's a, uh, what's his name? Jamie Oliver, you know, like, and there's a bunch of other cooks. Like it's sim- sounds like sounds similar and their approach is similar. They're cooking, they're feeding people. It's still going to be different in their own way, but it's the same thing with spirituality. It's the same thing with fitness. I think with, with anything, with education, like, like we just are exploring different possibilities and it's all just technically energy and focus on different things. And then the consequences, whatever the consequence is, you know? So you're, you're feeling the body and want, like it just, that's what you need right now that's what that's what the experience brought you Sadhguru's experience is bringing him that sitting and feeling that everything is one i am this i'm like it just that's what he felt it's just like i feel like it's like a flow or energy and it and anything is possible you know for anyone Hmm. that's how i see it it's not a one um... one approach
0: no no definitely it's it's i also didn't want to say like this is the approach it's just like i'm at this i'm noticing how i'm going through changes which before when i started meditating it was like okay only enlightenment is like the goal of life everything else is not important because yeah. that is kind of the basis of life but at a certain point uh it's it i feel like um It becomes more important to work on the quote-unquote relative things of life like growing and in terms of mostly healing and feeling the body and connecting to emotions like those are all relative things the absolute thing would be that it doesn't matter what you do but for me it it's just like the roof of the house and i'm aware of that but now I'm kind of working on cleaning up the house I'm I'm aware that there is a roof um, but I still want to work on the apartment and so yeah it's just it's just interesting to see that this is changing even though it felt so absolute
1: yeah it's yeah it's just it's I think it's also carried by certain desires that we have and then desires is like that energy that kind of guides us a little bit where we want. Because I, like I understand the focus and connectedness to the body. And that's how I think I get it from either meditation or just working out, doing physical things, running and breathing air. And like, that kind of brings me back. But also sometimes, mm. I, not sometimes, a lot of the times I think how repetitive like, human, humans are. And, like, no matter what we're doing, like, no matter, like, the beautiful, wonderful things that we create, it's still, in a way, so repetitive. And maybe there is truth to going out, the like, the enlightenment is going outside the body and experiencing something outside the body as, like, the continuation of one's, like, process of journey of life. Because if you, like, if you think, like, 2,000, 5,000 years ago, what humans are doing, it's very kind of basic animalistic kind of things like we do some work to survive we create some things we create art we have kids the kids have kids the other kids like it just like goes down to same same kind of things on, in this environment i don't know how like maybe there's other planets maybe there's other things other like physical manifestations of things but at least on this planet it feels so repetitive at some point that kind of my focus and energy sometimes goes in that direction what what's beyond that and then you Mm -hmm. see experiences of other cooks who've done that you know it's like do you trust them like do you trust Sadhguru do you trust the yogis that talked about that experience of going beyond and and releasing the body and like all those things like it's not it's it's not based on nothing it's based on someone's experience like what the cooks of today know is based on the experience of what previous cooks cooked, you know. So, so there's a, a there's a moment of trusting those cooks and a moment of discovering it for yourself. And it's mm-hmm. all just a it's all just a a process, you know. And we're all gonna get what we desire, eventually. <laughs> that's I think yeah, that's, that's that's how it works. I'm, I think.
0: I'm... I'm learning that too because like, I have this uh, mentor from the US that I really, he, he's like one of the most advanced people I know personally and he gave me the advice to, to buy a whiteboard and to just write the stuff on it that I want to have. Very simple and like we know that from Law of Attraction but after a while it just gets the momentum like when you see, okay, I put it on a board and then one day I have it you reinforce the notion and the trust that the things you put on actually materialize over time. And what I find, and this is also what I kind of wanted to say as the last words for today, I feel like it's time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just like this exercise, which is also mindfulness and meditation, but just throughout the day as doing that as much as possible. And if anyone's still listening, I want to encourage you to do that to feel into what you really want to do in this moment, what you want to eat, what do you want to do? Do you want to do sports or not? Do you want to eat junk food or not? Like Do that as much as possible unconditionally without thinking, oh, I have to exercise because I wanted to get this in this body in three months or I have to eat healthy because science says so. Just just feel into and, and lean into and trust that whatever no no acceptance whatever you do will bring you forward because once we suppress certain desires and that's kind of my experience of course it's not ultimate truth and it also changes but once we suppress desires because of fear because of some consequences i felt like i was stuck and so even with the scooter for example i wrote the exact model that i wanted to have on the board and then there was an offer and I got it and now I had it and I saw, okay, it's not, it's not giving me what I wanted, but I can tick it off. It's like, it's done and I can move on. And I noticed if I don't get this scooter, I don't know what else I want. It's like, it's like a wall in front of me, which I have to pass to kind of see, okay, what's beyond, what's the next desire and the next one maybe, and just write that out until, Maybe eventually, and I, of course, I have that when I meditate and throughout the day, but maybe you get to a certain point where absolutely no desire is needed, but doesn't really matter. But Um, like they
1: said, desire is that desire for, you know, and that's, that's a, a legitimate desire to have, you know, there's no desires is a force of energy that will go through to that for you to experience what it feels like to have no desires. And then whatever comes out
0: of it. So that. you mean if I right now say, okay, I still have desires, but I wish one day I had no desire, then it will lead me to this experience. I think so. Eventually you will it will lead you to that. For yeah, sure. probably, of course. It's like every like desires, no desires. Every, yeah. Impermanence, everything will come. I, I right now I do not actually desire no desire.
1: Yeah, so that, there you go. Like so that's what it
0: yeah. like you're you're
1: being pushed to whatever the desires are. And it's like those in Buddhism, I think that's what they're... They say suffer, uh, desires create suffering. But, like, yeah. but it's... I think i a lot. <laughs> desires create... You know, like even the most ultimate desire for like enlightenment or like whatever they call it is a desire. Desire, it's like I see it as just a, a focused direction. It's like putting... You open up your phone to put directions like where you want to go. Yeah. Google Maps. You open it, that's what... It's not a bad or a good thing. It's just like, what do you want? And anything, if anything is possible, hence free will, <laughs> you put whatever you want in there and that's what eventually...
0: You're, you're really trying it. <laughs> <laughs> and on this note, we can finish. But, I'll, I'll... but I think that's why, that's why we're in contact for five years because we're like polar opposites in that term.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we're two polar opposites. I think I'm more on your side. In that term,
0: take. in in that case, I'm saying. I know yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm saying because of this free will debate. I'm saying Yeah,
1: the free will. Even the yeah, that's what I'm referring to, is that I don't think I'm too I think I'm, I like my thing I'll is think, that it's both exist, like free will and non-free will, like at the same time. And you're more okay, towards, then, like there's then let no me free ask will ask
0: you one question which you when we texted you said, Don't ask me this, and I'm going to ask you this now. <laughs> okay. So doesn't doesn't free yeah. will depend on someone having it? Does free will depend on someone like there has having. to be
1: a self who has free will? Yeah. Well, that's you, right? Yeah, it's you. It's your energy. That's a. a, a it's like a drop okay, in okay. the ocean. You're the drop in okay, the ocean. Okay, so, that... With... so okay
0: from from. Yes yeah. it, this is what it seems like. I mean, if we're talking about like when I talk about is there free will or not i'm referring to from from my experience and opinion what the truth of things is, and there is and then there is a side where it seems like we have free will if you're if you're growing up as a kid and purity and so on until until you get the or for me like until I had the first enlightenment experience the the the, the the like the feeling of free will is there the whole time I thought the whole time I have free will sometimes maybe I don't but I mostly have it. But this is maybe what it seems like, but we are trying to talk about the truth. So um, and, and I did this in guided meditations where you try to find what you really are. And for example, if you now close your eyes, you're still existing but you're existing without the image of your body. And you're talking about legs and arms. So you don't see any legs and arms right now, but you're still there, right?
1: Yeah. But that's why I say both exist. So for the same thing as like those creatures that don't have legs and arms, there's a limited free will. Very, very limited. So that's why I also said, like last time we talked about it, is that free will grows on you depending on what kind of creature you are. So like as a human being I think you have more free will than an, a tree or an animal but in a way free will even exists for them but it's like very very minimal like they they operate on a we all that's why I say it's both because we're all existing here like even without a body like our energy exists and we we like don't know why like who knows why how's this even possible you know but within all this bus ride, we still have some free will because of where we are, we, where our energy is in the human body. We have more f- free will than some, some other creatures. But we also have no free you're, will. Because... You're
0: talking about abilities. For example, a tree cannot move from where he is. We can move with our legs. That's abilities. But I don't well, we think all... that's what the free will debate is about. Free will at its core means that if you have free will, it, it should be something you can like it's it's decision making, you either choose the one or the other. Yeah, but decision and it making, has to be.
1: Yeah,
0: it has to be without conditions, because if there is a condition, then it's not free, then it's restricted. You know, so it has to be free of conditions, and you should be able to choose whatever you want. If if we're talking about abilities, the tree that's that's out of the debate for me. It's, well, it's, that's. Um,
1: I think that's again why it grows on you because why shouldn't there be conditions to any action or decision making? Why shouldn't there be a condition to it? And also, like we don't know how a tree feels. Like, have you ever been a tree? <laughs> Have you ever been other we always like refer to other objects to to our own human experience. So like you'd refer to a tree, it can't move. But what about like its free will in different ways? What if like it can like we don't we don't know what a tree feels like. So maybe it, it communicate communicating to another tree. It's not Yeah, they do actually. Maybe, yeah, so they do. That that's the thing. Is and also maybe there's that element of of their free will, their decision making, and it's still within the realm of the universe. It's those decisions are also conditioned. I don't think there shouldn't be like a full free will, fully like unconditioned, on, on like whatever you want happens, and it there's no condition because we're all connected and it's all like a big soup. Whatever you do happens to me in a way, whatever I do happens to you and other people. So it's that's why i always see it as it's it's and and not just one or the other and it's more like flowing like like breath that's why like it grows on you it is conditioned and it's not conditioned in other parts and, and it depends on where your energy is and how you how you feel how you act like it's like it's not a one or the other that's how i i feel it i feel it that way
0: okay you know? Um, so, so just to, to get back to the core of what I tried to say, when I kind of became aware of this as absolutely true, this is what it felt like and everything before what I thought about, it was kind of like, why has never anybody said this, that there is no free will, or that there is, it's not so much about no free will, there's something that I tried to tell, like I said before, that comes before there has to be a self, a defined self. A separate isolated self and 6 billion or 7 or 8 billion of this on a planet. That's kind of the self that I'm talking about. There has to be a self that has free will, that decides. And I became aware that this is not existing. It's absolutely impossible that there is a separate self in a body that is deciding something. So it's not so much about free will or not free will, it's about the root of it. The root of it is the self, the separate self. And I saw that it is absolutely impossible that this exists. It's, it's, just, it's just a conditioned thought. It's not actually true. It feels like it for me right now, too. I feel like I'm here. You are there. We are two different persons, of course, on a level. But we're talking about seemingly and reality or real.
1: But here's the thing though, that I, how I think: if anything seemingly is also part of the truth, it's also part of the experience. Yeah. Be- because yeah, that can... energy, that energy of something seems something is existing too. So I think that's when they call it the illusion of free will. It's like it still exists. Like anything Ill- illusory still exists as a, as a thing like if some mm. of of a reflection of the sun on the car hitting the hitting the window and like the glass and it bounces off but that thing it's not real but it still exists you know and like I like thi- one
0: one one good analogy for that is for example that i once came up with and i always use it is when you put a metal stick into water it looks like its shape is kind of yeah. like it's deformed yeah that's what it, that's the reality of it. It really looks like that, but for me, it's like believing in free will is like people saying, "Oh, wow, the, the stick is kind of deformed, and the person holding it into the water knows it's not." Yeah. So that but... is kind of both is both is real, but there's like different levels to it.
1: Yeah, and I think the not better or worse, but no, and then the contradiction here becomes that everything that you desire and put on that board is actually an illusion of the truth (laughs) you know like everything that you put those desires desires for the scooter desires for being Mm -hmm. in the body could all of that potentially could be an illusory thing it's that Mm -hmm. stick that stick that bends it's that we think this is real but maybe this is not uh, even a reality Our desires the way we live maybe we are that bent stick in the water
0: yeah yeah like i've i've tried to wrap my mind around that duality of realness and unrealness of like maybe let's say reality and dream i don't know if i talked to you about this but like i don't know if like potentially there is there is, the, there is the possibility that this is like, like a dream made out of dream stuff, could be. Like when we dream, we also don't recognize it as a dream. Like the other day, I actually dreamt that I was in my city outside and Sadhguru came across the, the, the street in a blue metallic Lamborghini with his glasses on. And I yeah. thought like, damn, that is so badass. And I was running so fast to to catch him. I was kind of looking, okay, is the sound of the car coming from the left or right? And I was totally into it. I didn't recognize it was a dream until I woke up. So that is also a possibility uh, that I was uh, kind of trying to digest. And like Eckhart Tolle also said this, once you get to a point where you accept that you don't know if it's real or not, that is kind of the place to be in.
1: I think that's a good place to be in. But it reminds me of that feeling that I have that it's like, it's not necessarily about what's real and what's not. Because if everything exists, and those seeming things that we think, like, seemingly, unseemingly, even that idea itself, because it exists, it's the truth too. And some on some level, like everything Mm. is the truth. You know, like whatever we can come up with, whatever idea, it already is part of the ultimate truth because it popped in your head or outside of your head somewhere, someone. It just like mm. like pops, and everything is. Ah, okay.
0: Truth. Okay. So, so for example, I um, if the, we say everything is truth, then even even someone telling a lie, is is part of the truth is part of the source so to say
1: i think so but it will be conditioned it's as
0: equal as someone telling the truth but it's still kind of a lie
1: <laughs> yeah because it it will it will condition like it will create certain things you know and but it's still part of the truth because like see it's it's a limiting factor of language because truth ultimate truth includes probably everything because it exists like you just lied about something like Mm. ultimately that's like an experience if we Mm. don't take like that, you hurt other people because you lied out of the question if we take that away it's because that experience exists just lying itself is is a possibility in life isn't that crazy Mm -hmm. like where we can imagine and lie about things
0: Mm.
1: that's that's also part of the truth. It's like it's almost the same analogy as you think about people who are like running the world potentially and stuff like that, but they're innocent. Elf is innocence too, you know. That's how
0: I see it. Mm. Okay, now now I understand you more. So we we can finally say that free will is a lie, and no free will is the truth. <laughs> and no, it's all it's all the that- truth
1: yes that's more closer to how i feel about it it's like both are both are fake and both are true in a way because ultimately they are they they produce an experience they produce a seemingly feeling both of them non-free will and free will to me like almost the same thing because they 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 are producers of of a certain experience both of them that's why, mm. like, to me, they both exist because they just are present. And are like, we talk about it, so it has to be some part of truth.
0: People seem to but have But so People... if, if we talk about a unicorn, would you put it yeah. on the same level?
1: I think so. What if there's a universe where it has, like, like we don't know. Like, I think anything that comes up in our head is a potential possibility. It just, it might seem crazy <clears> right <throat> now. Hmm. Or if unicorns are not, like, if someone imagined them, eventually maybe they'll just happen.
0: <laughs> I mean, they already happen. You can buy them on, on Amazon as inflated. Like, <laughs> exactly.
1: Animals. So maybe it's our, it's our view of what a unicorn is. It's a toy. It's a drawing. It's like whatever, you know. It's not necessarily a real thing. Maybe it is. Like how do we know? Like we we assume a lot of things, but like we live on just one this on this planet. But I think the universe is so vastly incredible that we have no idea what is potentially existing somewhere. Hmm. And what's so like what's so crazy about a unicorn? Like we have birds that can fly. You know, it's not even that crazy. Like why we have horses or we have like deers that have horns, we have birds that can fly why can't some planet potentially have a horse that flies with a unit, with a horn, horn, like pretty possible to me. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, an hour and a half of contemplations.
0: Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I I did notice, I I do notice um, when I, when I talk about the topic of free will, I, I kind of sense self-image that is, how can I describe it? Like some kind of nerd who's trying to, who's really interested in something. Um, but there's also resistance. Like I, I'm, I'm feeling that I'm maybe not being authentic. You know, like there is a okay. certain persona coming up when when talking about that and that's
1: that's Leo I'm, come, I'm, I'm... comes up
0: <laughs> no i don't think so or um, uh,
1: what's his name that other guy sam harris? no sam harris yes yes yeah. sam harris yeah
0: but yeah i think uh i'll see over time how that evolves it's still something i i see as um Let's say more truthful or more helpful. In that's, my case, but that, but probably it's not helpful for someone else.
1: Yes, that's that's when you're starting to talk about more authentically to you because that in your experience, again, it's helpful to you to to experience it that way. And I think that's that's like a, a deeper realization that like this works for me because the way I understand it makes my life better, or like helpful better same words
0: yeah it actually didn't feel authentic to me because it's in my interest it felt inauthentic Mm. you know i'm I'm sensing that there is a certain agenda behind it
1: yeah so like that's why we have to feel our emotions man (laughs) Mm. (laughs) from the belly okay (laughs) do the meditation i will do it today for sure I usually meditate like before, like an hour or something before bed. That's when mm-hmm. my time is.
0: Oh, and by but... the way, I think I'm, I'm more able now to, to sleep on my back. Really? Like still not on the floor. But mm-hmm. I think since I told you about the, the wisdom tooth removal. Yeah. With the, with the almost panic attack and my, uh, my legs shaking. I think um, I'm able to, I'll I'll try today to fall asleep on my back because today, before we were talking, I was kind of taking a nap on the back and I didn't have those issues. Like intuitively, intuitively I would roll on the side to suppress some emotion. Right now, I feel like maybe something has kind of flown out so that I can like lie on my back and uh, not have that avoidance mechanism
1: yeah that's the first position that i go into sleep in and then it changes like i sleep on all sides yeah. but i like that like hard surface shavasana. and then shavasana like so like it feels very aligning like it aligns the spine mm-hmm. the neck and everything and then yeah, eventually yeah I, move. I
0: feel that too now mm-hmm. okay vitali
1: awesome talking to you always um, we should we should do this more often once every three months or something
0: <laughs> let's not plan <laughs> yeah. it yeah let's well, let's see I what like that comes too. up
1: i like that too yes all right yeah. have okay. a good have, have, night. have a nice day man it's yeah, always sure. yeah,
0: it's also already night here so perfect just all a right. few more hours yeah guten
1: guten tag <laughs> is a good day? G- good. Is that good day? Gute na- go- Yeah, Gute that's uh, Guten... a good day. How Gute do you Nacht. say good night? Guten Nacht.
0: Guten Nacht. Gute Nacht. Mm. Gute Nacht. <laughs> <laughs> mm. My Very parents always say choose.
1: My parents always say choose when they speak to their German friends. Is that kisses or bye? What does that mean? Choose. Ach, tschüss. Yeah.
0: And sto- and so choose in in like choosing something, but choose. Choose. That's like bye bye. Oh. I thought it was always similar like... to maybe like you can you can kind of connect it to ciao in Italian.
1: Okay. We okay. also I'm say
0: ciao here. Do people say that? Do people say choose to each other? We say choose. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's pretty regular here. And because... ciao, yeah, when we say ciao, we also say that not as much as choose, but we don't write it like C I A O. Like in Italian, we write it in our German way. So T S C H A U. Of course, of course. The Germans, yeah, they course. have like
1: 10 letters too. It's almost like the French.
0: Mm. The French also
1: have like 10, 10 letters and they pronounce it as.
0: And o. half of them you don't even
1: hear. Yeah, it's O, but it's like E U X Z. But pronounce
0: O. Oh. We. Oui. Lo. We. Oui. Water. Oui. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's man. do
0: the next one in French. Uh Do you speak French? It's a bit. A bit? Un petit peu. Un petit peu. Um,
1: well, moi aussi, un petit peu.
0: It's, it's going to be a two minute podcast break.
1: that's fine. <laughs> Bonjour, Adnan. Comment ça va? Bonjour. Ça va bien, merci. <laughs> uh, au revoir. <laughs> that's it. Uh,
0: I, I, I wanted to say something, but I'll I'll, I'll leave that out. Uh,
1: we'll leave it for the next French podcast.
0: Yeah. I'll do a French intro next time. Perfect. Okay, have fun. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.